Hi, I'm Mary Colbert, and welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. Today, you are going to be empowered with some amazing, amazing answers over two areas that are riddling the church, Don. Well, the first, we're going to be talking today about anxiety, and later we're going to be talking about depression. But anxiety, Mary, is so common in the church. Realize that about 19.1% uh, of Americans have anxiety and just as much of the church has anxiety as the world. Now, Don, that is troubling to think that the church who has the answers yes. for eternal life yes. has the as much anxiety as those who do not have hope. Well, well, I'm going to be talking today about the five main anxiety disorders. There's five main anxiety disorders that are not only in the world, but in the church, but also how to overcome them spiritually, nutritionally, <clears throat> medically, and by most important, I would say, renewing the mind. And we've got some breakthrough things in medicine we want to talk about, too. Uh, they're going to be excited about this. Get your pad, get your pen. You want to sit down, take notes. It's a good thing this is on video because you can replay it and replay it and replay it because he has so <laughs> much information. Don has been working with so many people. He's had uh, military people come in from PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's had people come in. As a matter of fact, what was amazing is that that for a while there, the military required people to get a hold of your book to read for those that were coming back from war. So I'm very well, excited about that. I went to the Green Berets up at the Eglin Air Force Base uh, years ago mm -hmm. and addressed some of their key soldiers there, Green Beret, and that, they loved it. I talked to them about stress and anxiety and PTSD and things like that. And it helps so many. So we know that this is going to be a powerful... Because, yeah, PTSD is just one of the anxiety disorders. But again, we're seeing so much of this today. And Jesus warned us, um, you know, he says, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world and we have to be in him, in Christ and know where we are in him and start thinking his thoughts and speaking his words and abiding in his words. And then anxiety can't stay in us. But first, let's talk more on the medical side of it, because let's kind of paint the picture. Let's do. There, uh, the anxiety disorders are common also in children, affecting one in eight of our children common in adolescents affecting one in four of our adolescents and epidemic in adults affecting about one in five adults. So look at the what's happening. Our children and adolescents are learning this form of thinking from their parents usually. Fearful thinking. F fearful, anxious, worry thinking. And Don, you know, coming out of COVID and children's faces having to be masked up. And having no ha joy, no smile, no uh, no joy on their faces. I, know. I am so concerned so about this younger generation and what's coming, that they be riddled with fear and anxiety. I, it, uh, but we can teach them. We can show them. And that's we what we're doing. We're showing them it. what to do. Well, let's do. There, there are five major types of anxiety disorders. So let's go through them. Number one is generalized anxiety disorder. These are the worry warts. They are anxious and worried all the time. I call them they're the Martha Marthas in the Bible. And uh, general anxiety disorders affect 3.1% of Americans, 3.1. 
And I see a lot of these in my office. I thought it was higher, but these are the worry warts. And Martha, Martha, again, the sister of Mary, and it's in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. So let me just read it because this paints a perfect picture of this type disorder. It says, now it came to pass as they went that Jesus and his disciples entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, love that name, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now I'm reading from the Amplified, but Martha, it says, was very busy and distracted with all her serving responsibilities. And she approached, approached him or Jesus and said, She probably had her hands on her hips and it says she was very busy and too many Americans are too busy and I was too busy. I was so busy, I got literally hooked on hurry sickness and I became anxious and sick due to my excessive busyness and want to get in God's rhythm. And that's a key principle I learned, get in God's rhythm. Let's go on now. Probably Martha had her hands on her hips and here she goes up to Jesus and I, I, she probably shook her finger in Jesus' face. Oh, Who knows? I can, know. I, can you imagine? <laughs> here's the king of the universe. And here's, so. here's Martha, Martha going up to Jesus, probably with her hands on her hips saying, yeah, Lord, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister, my sister Mary, just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Now, here was Martha ordering Jesus to tell his sister who was sitting at Jesus' feet absorbing the word of God that transformed your life to tell her to come and help me. Now listen to what Jesus says. This is so funny. He says, now it says, now Martha was fixing dinner and preparing the table for 16 people. This is what she was doing. She was busy, busy. She, did, she should have had help. She didn't. Uh, she, these people included Jesus, the 12 disciples, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. But here's what the Lord says. Now, like the New Living Translation. So to shed more light on the Word of God, I switch from translation to translation because it sheds so much more light. So listen. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha. One translation says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about all of these details. Another translation says, you're upset about all of these things, things, things. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Now, what is that one thing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and literally sitting in his presence, absorbing his word his word, again, the master of the universe. He is the word of God that's literally sharing the secrets of the kingdom of God. And there was Mary sitting at his feet, absorbing his word. And here's Martha, Martha, busy, busy about so many things, so many details, so many things that don't matter a thing. And that's where Christians are. They're worried, spinning their wheels about all of these things, all these details that don't matter anything in the scope of things. And that's where so many are stuck in. So most of the people who have uh, this type of thinking, this worry thinking, have what if thinking. What if thinking? What if? In other words, if you have general anxiety disorder, you are stuck in a pattern of thinking that invites worry into your mind to occupy and literally rob your mind of the peace of God. That's what it's doing. You know, Don, part of that um, thinking and getting stuck in that thinking in itself is a form of faith. It's faith in reverse. It's faith in You're reverse. You're believing for the more negative. Faith in the problem to occur. Exactly. Now, here's what if thinking. 
What if I get cancer? What if that headache is a sign of a brain tumor? What if I have a heart attack? What if I burn the food? In other words, it is catastrophizing, horribleizing, awfulizing, or it's saying the word, expecting the worst case scenario to happen. You're literally inviting it in. And so you got to get rid of certain words. I don't even speak certain words in my vocabulary. I don't say horrible, terrible, awful. I have eliminated, or I hate. I hate broccoli, or I hate cauliflower, or I hate spinach. Again, you got to get these words out of your vocabulary and out of your children's vocabulary, or else you're going to invite anxiety into their minds. That's what it does. One, one of these uh, podcasts, we're going to talk about the power of the spoken word and its impact and what you're doing when you speak forth certain words and what happens. You're going to be amazed at this. But Oh, yeah, that's good. But, Very good. But in reverse, now stop mm -hmm. and think about this. When you say something and you're thinking something on something really negative and you're stuck there, just stop and go, man, I am believing for this. Yeah. No, I've got to stop this. You have the power within you to override your thinking. You really right. do. And exactly. when you realize sure. that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, if you're born again, if you're born again and you've asked Christ in you, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. And you have that power to overcome that stinking thinking, yeah. you do. Now, let me give them a little example of catastrophizing. I heard a joke about this lady who every, every week, almost every week of their marriage, this woman would tap her husband during the night, middle of the night and say, I hear something downstairs. Please get up and go check on it. Uh -huh. I think there's a burglar in the house. So he literally did that almost every, once a week for about 30 years. And then one night, 30 years later, he goes down and he encounters a burglar. <laughs> and he says, wait a second, someone's been waiting to meet you for 30 years. Let me go and get my wife. So again, when we start expecting things over and over, that's our faith in reverse, expecting the negative. That's exercising our faith I for know. the negative to come into our lives. So we got to stop it. Now, and it's not, listen, we're not, mm -hmm. we're not sitting and saying that bad things don't happen. They do. Because I know there's someone watching right now and they're going, yeah, but Dr. Colbert, what about the fact that if it's true, listen, it may be a fact, but the word of God is the only thing that's true. Well, that's what it says in Philippians 4, 8. It says, what things soever are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be anything of virtue or anything that is praiseworthy, then think on these things. There you but go. But again, you've got to put it through the mental filter and through the gatekeeper. Your mind's the gatekeeper. If it's not true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report, if there's no virtue or anything praiseworthy, cast it out. Get it out. Say, no, I'm arresting you. I'm shackling you. I'm casting you out of my mind. I'm not going to dwell on that thing. That's it. Yeah, right. And you literally have the power to do that. Now, again, Kenneth Hagin is one of the best Bible teachers love him. He talks about when he had problems with worry when he was a kid, 15. He was literally laying on his deathbed, 
Mm-hmm. And he says that he literally, his mom and his grandmom were world champion warriors. That's all they did is work. And your mom was too, My mom Don. was too. I was a world champion <laughs> warrior, just like him. I used to worry with the best of them, it's but the I stopped it. But what he said, he uh, he asked his mom, he said, mom, he was laying there for three months on his, on his uh, bed of sickness. And he said, mom, if I want to live, he says, you think that'll help me live longer? And she says, well, if you want to live, you've won 50% of the battle. And he knew instinctively that what he had to also do is he had to stop worrying because he had become a, a world champion warrior just like his mom and grandma because they had taught him how to worry. You know, I love the, the analogy <laughs> Joyce Myers uses it a lot in her talk. She says, worry's nothing more than someone sitting in a rocking chair um, using up a lot of energy and going nowhere. That's what worry is. You're not going anywhere, but just burning up a lot of energy that you need to use for living. So anyway, he got a hold of the Word of God. And first of all, he got a hold of uh, some scriptures that literally taught what Jesus would taught about take no uh, thought of tomorrow. But what he was actually saying, if you read in different translations, don't worry or be anxious about anything. Uh, you know, look at the, the birds, look at, uh, don't worry about what you eat or what you drink or what you'll wear. And Jesus said that in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Then he looked at the reference at the, at the bottom of the page and it says, go to Philippians 4, 6. So it said in Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. Well, he didn't know what that meant. So he read the um, Amplified Classic Edition. And it says, don't fret or be anxious about anything. Don't worry or be anxious about anything. So he felt convicted. And he asked the Lord right then, he said, Lord, forgive me for the sin of worry. You see, so many people don't realize that worry is a sin. Why is it a sin? Because if you worry all the time, it's literally going to shorten your life. Worry is deadly to your mind and your body. I what, think that is so does. powerful, Don, right there. And that's one of said. the Ten Commandments. That thou is... shalt not kill. You, thou shalt not kill. When you're worrying and worrying, you're literally shortening your life. You're killing yourself. We're going to help you know how to cast this worry over. So what he did, he repented. He repented of worry. Yeah. And after repenting, he literally prayed a prayer and he said, Lord, I'm going to cast all my care on you from this day forward. And I'm not going to pick it up anymore. And literally he made a decision then never to worry again. And he literally cast all his care on the Lord. And that's 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all, not some, not just one or two of your cares, all of your care on the Lord because he cares for you. So he cast them on the Lord and leave them there. You know, a lot of people that are listening to us right now, you have developed some very strong worry (laughs) muscles and you have been practicing worry, worry, worry like that solves anything. And it's going to take you some time to practice. Well, you got to quit feeding those worry muscles by refusing to feed on the worry and instead meditate on the word of God. And Joshua 1, 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe do according to all that is written therein. And then that will make your way 
uh, prosperous and then you'll have good success. But again, the only law we're to meditate on is not the Ten Commandments, it's the law of love. The whole law is fulfilled in one word, even in this it says in Galatians 5 verse 14, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law is fulfilled in one word, love, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so again, when we start meditating on the word, practicing the word, practicing to cast every care, how do you do that? A lot of my patients, I say, now go fishing, learn to cast a line. Now practice casting every one of your cares onto the Lord and leave them there. Don't pick them back up. So many people will cast their cares and then they'll pick them back up and then start worrying again. Can't, you got to leave them there. And when you, because when you consistently worry, you are consistently sinning against your body. Why? Because you're, you can't renew your mind. And again, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, poured into the mold of worry, that this world teaches you how to worry. When you watch the news, you're going to worry. Why? Because it's almost all bad news. It doesn't pass the filter of Philippians 4, 8. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be anything um, praiseworthy, think on these things. Well, there's, it may be true, but is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? No. It's all things that are going to cause you to worry. Well, John, let me just tell you what Jesus said. He saw that even the commandment to love one another as you love yourself was insufficient. He did because people do not know how to, if you love me the way you love yourself, in itself, it's not perfect because a lot of people don't even love themselves perfectly. So what he said is, he goes, no, a new commandment I give you. Amen. As I have loved you, so love one another. So that's the new commandment. Amen. That's the one commandment. As I have loved you, so love one another. And I'm telling you, he loved you and me with perfect love. He said, take no thought for tomorrow. And then take no thought doesn't literally mean don't do anything to prepare for tomorrow. That's not what he's talking about. Don't let the thoughts of tomorrow consume you. You're not supposed to let that consume you. You're to do all you know to do to prepare for tomorrow. You should have food set in your kitchen for your kids and your family. You should have money in your bank saved up in the case of something. So there are just natural things that all of you should be doing on a sense of just preparation. But he doesn't want it to consume you. He doesn't want tomorrow consuming your thoughts today because the things that you need today require your energy to do today. And if you're spending all your energy worrying about tomorrow, next week, next year, what's going to happen next year, or it's going to happen in three years, if that's where your thoughts are, you're not going to have the ability to clearly hear him for him to guide you through today. He wants you to be able to hear him today. And if your thoughts are dominating tomorrow, yeah. you're oh, not no. going to hear him now, today. Now, you are understanding the basic keys for overcoming anxiety. And uh, Now, we just talked about one anxiety disorder, general anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder. Now, we need to talk about the other four. And the next one is panic disorder. And this is common, 2 to 3% of the population in the U.S. has panic disorder. 
Now, these people can be walking down the street and all of a sudden they see something like they see a dog or they see um, a body of water or they see blood and all of a sudden, boom, they panic. They, the, the heart starts racing rapidly. They, uh, they start getting short of breath. They uh, just are in frozen mode. They get wide-eyed. And literally what is happening is their alarm reaction in their body is going off. You see, we have a general, a general adaptation response. And in this response, God has put into us a survival response. When we encounter danger, like a traffic accident or an attack, we have this alarm system in our body called the general adaptation system, wherein our body produces adrenaline and noradrenaline. And these are powerful hormones that are like the passing gear of a car. Yeah. And it literally triggers our body to go in fight or flight mode, where we can either fight and you see, heard stories of little grannies who are able to pick a car up off their child or their, or their husband or their uh, whoever. And literally, they may weigh 98 pounds. They can pick a, a, a car up because of this powerful adrenaline flowing through their body. It gives them almost superhuman strength. Now, I actually experienced that when I was in college. Mm -hmm. I would be driving a car and all of a sudden, a thought would enter my mind. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. Get out little, of the car, Mary. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. It's going to blow up. You need to get out of the car. It's going to blow up. And I mean, I would pull the car over and jump out of the car and stand there and look at the car. It was so real. It was so real. Amen. Like well, also, that was getting ready yes, to happen exactly. to me. And after two or three times of that, <laughs> the Holy Spirit had to say, Mary. What? You're believing a lie. lie. Amen. Why are you acting on a lie? That's not me. I don't lead you by fear. Yes. He doesn't the lead fear. by fear. Now, this is the thing. Fear and terror will trigger that alarm reaction. It sure does. To, if I understand In order it, to it fight real. or flee, and some people yeah. stew in those stress juices, yeah. like when you were attacked by that dog, right. you froze. Right. And literally your stress response got stuck. But that's the normal alarm system or the adrenaline rush or the fight or flight reaction that occurs at the wrong time. That's a panic attack. That's all it is. So here's what you do, church. To prevent a panic attack, all you do, nice, slow, deep breathing, and then meditate on the word. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind, a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1, 7. And focus on that, breathe slowly. And then what a lot of my patients do is they get bath cloths and they moisten them with water and then they squeeze the water out. Then they put them in the freezer. They keep them frozen. And if they have a panic attack, they pull one out and they put it on their forehead or around their neck. And it literally stops the panic attack. And then they slowly breathe and, and they focus on the word of God. And then it just goes away. And eventually they retrain the mind. It literally the mind is so amazing in that it's kind of like a record. And when you have recurrent panic attacks, it's like you get a scratch on the record. And so again, it keeps repeating 
and the trauma keeps repeating. So the more you can practice the word, you can literally get rid of the scratch or the repeat of the fear that's triggered the panic attack. It's real simple. You just got to practice the word and meditate on the word. Meditation of the word is, is critical. Not just speaking the word, but meditate. That's Let true. the word of God dwell in you richly, according to Colossians 3.16. You're meditating on Colossians. That is the key. Let you abide in the word. Let the word abide in you. That's Jesus abiding in you. He's the word Amen. when you abide in the word. But let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And this panic attack cannot take you over. It can't. It can't hijack your alarm system God's put in you and cause you to react in fear. That's all it is. Now, here's also what you can do that helps. We have some tremendous supplements that help like our stress, uh, stress less drops. You just put 10 of these little stress less drops in two ounces of water, drink it, and boom, it helps to calm the stress response down. Because we are living in stressful times. We're not, we're not denying the fact that we're not in stressful times because we are, we know that we are. And many times because people are so full of stress and their stress becomes your stress. Mm -hmm. And then they're dumping all their stress on you. Now that happens, it's real. What is so amazing about these stress drops, especially people who are teachers, people oh, yeah. that are in education and stuff. I don't know how the teachers are doing it because the, the students are out of control. Their parents have done poor jobs raising them and training them. Right. And then they send them to the schools for the teachers to fix them. <laughs> it's like my heart goes out to the educators. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, my right. heart goes out because I can see what kind of condition right. our students are in. And then those kids, they have, think about it, they have 28, 30 kids in their class and probably half of them are anxious and nervous and fearful. ADD, ADHD, and on Ritalin, they on have Adderall, been and then on Vyvanse. They've got the responsibility <laughs> to try to educate. Yeah. I'm telling you what. It's tough. But listen, listen stress you need less our drops. stress less drops. And then our <laughs> hemp oil. This right here, Mary, is absolutely amazing. It's nanonized. It helps relieve stress. So many of my patients right. use it for stress or they use it for sleep and just calms their, it turns down that stress response. Too many people mm -hmm. have a trigger happy stress response where literally just a little stress will trigger a panic attack. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden they're, they're, they're out. They can't do yeah. anything. Right. And so this helps to abort that panic attack. And other things that are real important that helps anxiety is an amino acid called L-theanine. Now L-theanine is really good for anxiety and stress. It just calms the brain down. And in Japan, they literally put L-theanine in the chewing gum. I love it. And so the kids don't have the ADD and ADHD over there because it just calms the kids down. That's awesome. And it's also found in green tea. We recommend only 100 to 200 milligrams as needed, like three times a day, and it calms the person down. It's, it's natural for anxiety. GABA is an amino acid that also helps anxiety, but it causes drowsiness. So we'll use that mainly at night. It helps them sleep in about seven, 500 to 1,000 milligrams, usually 700 milligrams at bedtime. Helps a lot of my patients sleep. And then real important is 5-HTP. 5-HTP is just an amino acid that helps convert to serotonin when combined with the active forms of the B vitamins, which are, excuse me for reaching, our brain's own basic. 
Brainstone Basic has the active forms of the B vitamins like the um, active form of folic acid, the uh, methyl tetrahydrofolic acid, five milligrams when you take two capsules in the morning, two in the evening. And then it has the active form of the B6, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, the active form of riboflavin, and it has the active form of B12, methylcobalamin, and it also has curcumin and trimethylglycine that just helps lower homocysteine levels, which is a toxin to the brain. And so what we do when we take this with the 5-HTP, it enables your body to produce serotonin. Oh, good. Which is like a natural anti-anxiety and antidepressant That's agent. That's so important. Which is so good. You don't get the side effects. Those have those antidepressants that they use for anxiety, like the SSRIs, have horrible side effects, weight gain, sexual dysfunction. So you don't get that with this. But if you are taking those meds, you shouldn't take... 5-HTP, but you can get 5-HTP over the counter. How much do you take? Usually 100 to 200 milligrams at bedtime for most. Rarely does a man need 300. Some men need 300. Or you can take small doses, 50 milligrams, three times a day with meals, or some need to increase it to 100 milligrams. But each time you take it, take it with the brain zone basic and it enables your body to produce the serotonin that you need. And do you need the carb assist in order? Does that recycle it? The carb assist with my glutathione, with 5-HTP, helps tremendously in recycling and uh, also putting out inflammation, recycling the neurotransmitters, and recycling your antioxidants so they can be used to decrease inflammation, which helps both helps many of my patients with depression and anxiety. Um, he's I know got, it's a lot. We're going to do another podcast. Oh, uh, Mary, we've only discussed two of the anxiety disorders. Do, we're going to do the other two on the next podcast. So d- three. There's three. Three more anxiety disorders. <laughs> but we'll we get got them. so much information. <laughs> uh, we just want to encourage you. If you're on meds, let your doctor take a look at this video. Uh, get his advice on making any kind of changes. But if there are no meds, stay on your meds. Yes. And again, we have helped a lot of patients over the years get off their, wean off their meds and onto these natural supplements. But if your doctor watches this podcast, encourage him to watch it because he may encourage you to try this. And um, I think it would benefit you. We have a little booklet called Bible Cure for Depression and Anxiety. You can get that on our website at drcolbert.com. Uh, or divinehealth.com. And or they can get our divine health, they can get our uh, anxiety depression packet that contains these nutrients right. if they want. And Don has a great book called Stress Less. That book is an amazing book in itself. It's just helping you how to reprogram, to rethink. I'd encourage you to get a hold of that book. There's no way we can put everything in. We're doing the high points. We're doing high points. But if you want to get into the meat and to really get good information, you need to get a hold of it. Just remember, the Lord loves you. And we believe that God has an answer for every Especially anxiety and depression. We know he does. And he does. And we just want to encourage you to pursue and seek it and find it. And don't just sit and wait for someone to tell you, pursue it, pursue it, pursue it. Yes. And he will give you the answers. We love you and pray for you. God bless you. And may you walk in divine health. Amen. Amen.